Welcome to episode number 119, Walking Backwards and Gaining Ground. I am your host, Damon Soka. Today we're going to talk about something that happens to everyone who suffers and is something we don't often discuss about mental illness. No matter how good you are at treatment, management, therapy, rest, and everything you do to manage your mental illness, there will be moments when the illness reminds you of its power. It will return in those moments that you least expect it or even want it in your life. And for the most part, there isn't much you can do about its return, except hold on and wait for it to pass. Through my many years dealing with various aspects of this illness, of mental illness, and attempting to manage its effects on my own life, there has been very little as frustrating as having my symptoms return when I am doing what I should be doing. I certainly wish I had been told that mental illness management tends to mirror the U.S. stock market rather than a mountain hike. Overall, with good management, things really should get better over time, right? But the path will be littered with bad days, terrible episodes, frustrating moments, and the unpredictable nature of life. I think that when we first recognize the illness and then move towards management healing, we sometimes expect it to be like climbing a mountain with switchbacks. You get it. The mountain is too steep to climb straight forward, and perhaps the switchbacks will seem like things are dragging out time, but those switchbacks are visible, and steadily you move up the mountain. For the most part, you can look back and see your progress and the trail you've conquered. The problem is that mental illness management really approaches the ups and downs of the stock market with all its predictability and really its unpredictability. You can have bad day you can have days that you feel like you're back to square one. And you can have days that you feel as though you might have been conquered the disease. Most of the time, you're going to live somewhere in between. And it can be even difficult to see any progress through the noise of those ups and downs. It can be very challenging at times to assess progress and exactly where you are in the healing process. Mental illness is not like a broken leg where the healing can be easily seen and measured by bones fusing together again. Because mental illness deals with subtle chemistries and complicated interactions within the brain and body, assessment of progress is almost entirely subjective to symptoms. And symptoms are problematic indicators, especially subjective symptoms. Now, symptoms cannot be taken on their own. They must be taken as a whole rather than that individual case. So let's just say, for instance, you have chosen the symptom of decreased desire for things to do you, you once loved to do. Now, this symptom is more subjective than the physical symptoms, and by its nature, it's going to be difficult to assess. How do you even assess desire from one day to another without any real standard? In addition to this standard problem, there is a reality problem. As your treatment begins to work, your current reality is going to change and shift, meaning you're going to view the environment around you differently from one day to the next through your emotional state. That, by the way, has changed. I've heard many individuals who have started treatment saying that they don't feel any different, but their friends and family note a significant difference. Often, we can't see the progress, and I would say we regularly don't feel or see the progress because of our reality problem. Mental illness shifts your reality through your emotions, feelings, and moods. As much as we don't like to admit it in our society, we view everything outside and inside of ourselves through an emotional lens. How we perceive actions and intents by others. 
how we perceive a spring morning, a rainy day, a stress-filled afternoon, are all very subjective based on how we feel. It is difficult to step back and assess how we are feeling because even that is adjusted by our current emotional state. In order for us to even consider and assess our emotional state, we would have to be able to compare two emotional states side by side. And our brain just can't do that. We literally cannot compare two emotional states rationally or logically because our emotional status is who we are. It is not something outside of our conscience we can lift out of the body, view from every angle, alter what we need to, and just put it back in. Our emotional status is an integral part of who we are. So we struggle with interpretation of improvement of our emotions, especially the smaller improvements in our mental illness. Now, considering our inability to really assess our emotional status, we're going to return to the idea of falling backwards to move forwards, or the idea of walking backwards. The first thing that anyone who accepts their illness and begins treatment needs to understand is that there are going to be times you will need to deconstruct patterns coping mechanisms, relationships, and outside environmental issues. So often, before and during treatment, we fall into patterns that simply are not healthy for the illness, but have actually allowed us to cope with the illness. For instance, eating patterns are one of those more important factors in mental illness. Many individuals use food as a coping mechanism because our brain rewards us when we eat. Now, I'm going to call food in this sense a drug because it really truly induces a drug in our brain. Yes, food is necessary for survival and even beyond survival. We need it to thrive. However, too much food or food of non-beneficial natures or sources will induce the drug in the brain, but are likely to cause other issues that will affect our mental illness, such as diabetes, exhaustion, pain, and a host of other physical and emotional concerns. It will also tend to cause weight gain and perceptions about body image, Yes, I know we should not have those perceptions, but we do. And even when we try to avoid the body image issues, society is quick to remind us of them. So sometimes we have to work backwards and treat other coping mechanisms we have developed to be able to move forward. Now, walking backwards is very challenging because our body and mind don't like changing things. If you have developed a food coping mechanism, that is going to be very difficult to undo. So even when we are working backwards to undo the grassroots coping mechanisms that have cropped up in our lives, we often have to work back slowly. The truth of the matter is, is that treating mental illness can feel like shoveling a mountain of sand. You can physically view the sand being removed from the pile, but as you work inward, the sand collapses again. But working backwards is actually very, actually incredibly important to the illness. Just taking a pill or going to therapist is not likely going to cause significant progress without working with the other problems that the illness has created on its own. Mental illness is a life issue. Now I'm going to repeat that. Mental illness is a life issue, not simply an emotional or physical one. One must look at all the factors environmentally that may be contributing to the illness. And that includes family, friends, food, Other things taken into the body, such as medications, over-the-counter drugs, illegal drugs, amount of exercise, amount of sleep, personal relationships, work relationships, the type of work you do, the levels of stress, and really anything you interact with in your environment. 
everything really should be assessed that may be contributing to your illness. Now, good therapists will do this with you. That's really part of their job. But the assessment is actually the easy part. Taking the action is going to be the most difficult part. You, can change, you can't change everything at once because that actually causes serious issues with the illness. And so you must make plans to show definite changes, managing your life, not your illness. Once you, once you see mental illness as a life management rather than illness management, it will actually become easier to maintain a more consistent, stable pattern. Now, there are other concerns with mental illness that should be discussed regarding balance. Often, as part of the treatment, life changes are going to be made. For instance, exercise is one of those recommended changes that tends to help the illness in marked ways. However, because it does, not tend, because it does tend to help, individuals can become addicted to exercise. Now, by itself, that probably isn't really much of a concern, at least in the sense of the body. Our bodies were actually designed for exercise. But exercise will likely only get you so far if you don't balance other important factors. My treatment experience has been that an unbalanced methodology often leads to collapses and failures of the treatment program. More often than not, we tend to fall backwards or fall backwards when we don't balance the treatment program. I get it. We want a pill or exercise or therapy or a balanced diet to return us to normal. We want to keep doing what we are and just change or add one or two little things. That is the nature of the brain and really the body. Remember, the brain and the body have built routines and habits that have helped you to cope with the illness. And because the brain does not like to change its routines or habits, it will resist major necessary changes to these already established routines. And so you are going to get pressure from the subconscious to make the easy changes, see a therapist once a week, take a pill, get a little more exercise. But the brain will resist the ideas of changing these established habits and continues routines to better suit the needs of the illness. But those habits, routines, and tendencies are often some of the difficulties really needing to be changed and are often causing a good portion of the issues surrounding the illness. Now I get it, because I have said it personally. Just tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do to get back to normal. Understand there are significant problems with the idea getting back to the normal me and that approach. The first problem with the get back to the normal me approach is that you are not likely to ever get there. Not because it's not attainable, but because you have experienced mental illness. You're never going to feel exactly as you did, even if you can remember it. You will also tend to see the normal me as far more rosier and happier than you probably really were. Our brains tend to omit the difficulties and remember a more sunny picture of our previous selves. But in truth, that is just fine if you don't get back to the normal me. The approach should really be finding a new normal me, which is a balanced life with mental illness only as a sideshow, not the main event. That takes a balanced life approach. Understand that most normal people do not have to manage their entire life, although I think some probably should. But with mental illness, nothing is more important than a good, balanced life. What do I mean by balance? Balance means that you consider all of the factors that affect mental illness, and you balance the adjustment of those environmental inputs as you progress. Progress in a balanced state 
cannot be da a daily, are you happy today, type of progress. Yes, you will need to take assessments of your emotional state, but are you happy is not the best approach. Generally, weekly or biweekly overall assessment makes more sense. And the assessment should not be, am I a happier person this week than last? The assessment should be far more inclusive about the things you were able to do, what things you were not. Assessments should be true assessments, things that make a difference with the illness, such as eating patterns, relationships, exercise, sleep, stress levels, and all of the inputs that cause this illness to be problematic. Including in this assessment should be a spiritual assessment of things you are, again, able to do, and things you are not, and things you are working on. I understand that I make the assessment sound pretty daunting, but it really shouldn't be. The purpose is to find those areas where things are not working and where things are working and improve upon what you already have done. For instance, if a particular relationship causes serious issues with your mental illness, then making plans to mitigate that relationship is going to be important. If your work is causing you serious stress, identify why and then see what can be done to mitigate the stress issue. If exercise is working for you, but you really aren't getting to bed at a regular time, then exercise is successful, but also make plans to accomplish the proper sleep for a week. What is important about the assessment goes back to the idea of falling backwards to move forwards. The assessment should provide you with a list of habits, routines, and tendencies that are causing issues with your mental illness. Because you are dealing with a brain that does not like to change, this type of assessment is going to be easier with a person who knows you well. They are often able to see things in your life that need adjustment. Now, therapists do this on a regular basis, but of course it can be done with a close friend, spouse, child, or really anyone who is around you daily. Now, I do recommend someone who understands mental illness, either by training, experience, or even by close proximity to someone else, and who can help rather than simply pick out all the flaws in your life. You do not need the perfection police, but an outside voice that can help you help yourself. They should be encouraging, motivating, patient, kind, and naturally Christ-like in their attitudes towards mental illness. Okay, yes, I understand how few people in the world exist that are truly kind-hearted, compassionate, and kind with mental illness. But they also need to be able to show a little tough love once in a while when needed. Not as a reprimand for what you're not doing, but more as a forceful, encouraging force of nature to keep you on a treatment path. Now, beyond this, there are a few notes of incredible importance when you talk about assessments and walking backwards. The first of these is to be merciful to yourself when you have a bad day or a bad week. The point of the assessment and, to, and this review is to keep you on a treatment path, a good path, not to cause you to view how terribly you are performing on that path. Your brain, in its negative mental illness state, will focus on what you are not doing or have not done, but it is far more important to see how far you have come and the work you have accomplished. Certainly, you can make plans to do better, but see your treatment plan and your work as a positive experience and staying on the path, and give yourself the mercy the Lord would. Remember the mantra that I always talk about, do your part, and then the Lord will do his, if you, even if your part is very small compared to his. How do you do this? 
you note all the things that you are doing to help with your illness. If you need to write them down, then do so in a journal. Keep track of your progress. And with that, ask the Lord to help you see how you are doing. What you need to be able to do is forget what you didn't do and be able to focus on what you did and how you can improve upon it. Even when you feel like it, there is no value in rehashing what was not accomplished. You made a plan. You completed 80% of it. Celebrate that 80%, the 20% you didn't get to. Now, by nature, your mind is going to focus on your failures. And this is true for almost any people. So with a little, so with a mental illness, the great difficulty you will face is going to be magnified and will take some real effort to focus on keeping on the path and the successes rather than where you fell off. The second of these notes is to remember to balance the spiritual and the mortal physical things in your life. I personally like to look at everything from the spiritual perspective. This helps me to view mortal things with a more refined eye and to adjust my life and energy to more important matters. I try to view my life as a spiritual being placed in a mortal body rather than the other way around. Perspective matters to this illness. It matters a great deal. I work to view my personal work, where I work as a scheduler, as a means to an end to support my family. This reframes my work as a spiritual matter in service to my family rather than a mortal matter for glory and recognition. I do the same with as many matters as I can in my life. Well, at least I attempt to. Reframing your life as service and spiritual often brings greater peace, perspective, and purpose to this assessment process. Now, I haven't changed what I do for work, but I see my work as something that provides spiritual benefit. When working through treatment plans, assessments, and adjustments, it is very important to approach mental illness life from a spiritual perspective rather than simply a mortal one. This will aid in where to adjust life, how to work through issues, and ultimately provide a far better spiritual and mortal experience. This type of perspective adjustment takes time and effort, but I personally have found it worth every moment. When I paint, and I paint in acrylics for someone else rather than myself, I tend to paint with greater patience, effort, and accomplishment. The same is true from for everything in this life. We are truly spiritual beings having a mortal experience. Even when you are doing everything right, and this is a note, a big note, and working towards your goal, understand that symptoms may all of a sudden appear without explanation. For the most part, I attempt to regularly ignore my bad days. I try not to associate a bad day with a particular event in my life unless there is a direct connection. Mental illness is a chemistry consciousness balance that sometimes just runs amok. And the best thing to do is to say to yourself, just a bad day. Nothing I can do but keep working and on the, path, on the treatment path. Yes, I do understand how difficult it can be to keep working on a treatment plan when you have a couple of bad days or even a bad week. However, the true key to mental illness management is to stay on that path, even when for the moment it feels though the treatment is not working. Certainly, if a medication is causing you to feel suicidal, then you need to get some help, no matter 
when or why you might feel suicidal, get help, talk to someone. But if it's a bad day, then do what you can to forget it and move on. Keep working when you don't feel like you are moving forward, because I can promise you that if you don't keep working, you will fall back into old habits and routines, and you will truly have to start all over. Well, that is it for this week. Now, as I've always said, keep up the fight, and the Lord promises to do his part. Until next week.